Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Lucas, and welcome to the Know Nothing Nerd Podcast, Episode 8. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Rick and Morty. But before then, I'm happy as ever to introduce my co-host, Mr. Twitch. Yes! Hello, Twitch. I am Mr. Twitch. The the original. The original Twitch. Although, some people probably will take, you know... Just Twitch. Just, just Twitch. Just um, Twitch. Yeah. I, I still hold to the fact that I was known as Twitch way back in the day before other Twitches started popping up. Mostly the website. The website. There's also a dancer named Twitch and apparently like this pro snowboarder or something named Twitch. I also bet you there's a DJ. That's a pretty good Probably. DJ name. If there's not and there are any DJs listening, that name is yours and you're welcome. Oh, thank you. For that. Thank you for giving that out there to the people. We serve the people here today. <laughs> I'm Twitch. Nobody else can be Twitch. Yes. It's like the Highlander. I, I must take all their heads. There can be only there one There can be Twitch. only one Twitch, like in parentheses, <laughs> in like slightly smaller font. Yes, smaller. Anyway, Twitch, I have a question for you. Oh, God. That has been looming over my brain ever since we picked this topic. Um, what is the uh, square root of toast? Exactly. Uh, there is no square root of toast because it's not square. You Most can... toast is not square. Okay, I was about to I was about to fact check you live on the Just No Nothing Nerd podcast. Um, that's fair. <laughs> you stumped me there. <laughs> All now, right, what's your question? What's the real question? My real question for you is this. What is your favorite sci-fi? Oh my goodness. Uh it doesn't even need to be your actual favorite. Just when I just said that, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Firefly. Firefly, Firefly had to come to mind. Okay. Um nope. and I say the reason for that more than anything else is the fact that it's not your it's not a strict sci-fi. Oh. Show yeah. Yeah, or yeah. film. Yeah. It's it's also a western and I love the way that they intermingle those worlds. Sure. Okay. Okay. Now, my follow-up to that is, what is your favorite comedy? And in the same sense, what was the first thing that came to your head when I said comedy? Uh, probably Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, all right, this is going to be in my head. <laughs> in my head, this was a lot more interesting. Okay, okay. C- combine the two. <laughs> okay. And what do you get? Uh, like the title? <laughs> no, 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 Ghostfly. No, no. Ghostfly. Firebusters. <laughs> I'm sure there's a TV show out there called Firebusters. Called Firebusters. I bet it's documentary like a Norwegian for... television show. What What are your favorite bits about each one? And put them into your oh own little miniseries called Ghostbuster Flies. Ghostbuster Flies. Uh... Oh, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. So instead of uh, being um, to keep with the Western stuff. uh, Okay. So instead of the Firefly crew going around um, doing bank heists and stuff like that, being all around rebels and outlaws in the universe, um, they actually have to go around to different planets. Oh. um, 
and and bust ghosts and busts some like paranormal or like sci-fi alien type thing sure, whatever sure um and they must use the proton packs and uh they use them as lassos oh shoot similar to how ghostbusters similar. do okay so yeah would, so there you go would nathan fillion be in in your show Yes, Nathan Fillion would be okay. there for sure. Okay. Um, along with Winston from Ghostbusters, and I got to go with Egon. Egon's my homeboy. Okay. As much as I love Bill Murray, sure. Um, Egon would have to be there. Egon would have to be yeah. there. Okay. That could that could make for some interesting. He television. would replace Egon. Would replace uh, Shepard Book. You can't replace Shepard Book. Sure, you can. You can replace any type of book. <laughs> with a new 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 edition with a new edition <laughs> nicely done the nicely new done. edition is named egon spangler what do you think the what do you think the theme song would be oh don't ask me that i can't sing i can't do anything because <laughs> what's the the firefly ones like take my life take my land something like that sure I'll, i'm gonna go with that <laughs> and then he says till i found serenity I, I guess, man. I haven't listened to that. It could be that series it, in a while. It could be who you gonna call Ghostbusters, but as like a old country song. Old country. Who you gonna call? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a rockin' harmonica solo. Oh, right I can't imitate it. a harmonica. I can't either. I'll I'll insert it in post. Enjoy this harmonica solo. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Originally, I was going to ask you two, and you were going to say a cliche comedy and a cliche um, uh, uh, sci-fi, preferably not a cult classic such as yeah, Firefly. Yeah. But uh, and then I was going to somehow tie them into Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty is kind of that walks the line between yes. sci-fi and and comedy. Um, walks the line. It is the line. Is. I was like, <laughs> I guess it is the line. That's fair. Um, but I don't really have any parallels to drive draw, uh, draw between Firefly and Ghostbusters, unless you do. Uh, not really. Yeah. No. So, um, so segue. Today we are talking oh, about. Well, oh, well, actually, that's a lie. Okay. Uh, in one of the episodes, I don't know. I don't think it's in season one, but in season two, which I haven't seen yet. I know okay. it's a sin. Everybody out there that's listening to this that's like a nerd and loves Rick and Morty is like, how can you have not seen Rick and Morty? It's okay. Uh, I haven't seen the last uh, Lord of the Rings, so. Uh, yeah. And I just announced that. You know, you, you got your token heads out there, but, you know, it's so good. I'm one of those people that don't judge because I have plenty cinema sins. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, have, I have plenty of things that I have not seen that I should have by yeah. now. Um. And, but anyways, uh, in one of the episodes, uh, they trap ghosts or alternate versions, like alien versions of Morty's family in mm-hmm. a very Ghostbusters-esque trap. So Fair. All right. So, yeah. That segue, a perfect segue, Twitch, into today's conversation. I'm glad you brought up Rick and Morty <laughs> because this week we are discussing Rick and Morty. You've said that like three times now. Rick and Morty? Yeah, we're Rick discussing and Rick and Morty. We are discussing Rick and Morty. Am I lying? <laughs> no, you're not. 
You're just bringing it up as if we've never brought it up already in this episode. Well, if you haven't been totally clear about it yet, this week on the show we're discussing Rick and Morty. Um, something that I actually was just recently introduced to. Um, and I binged the whole thing. Okay. Like two or three months ago. Yeah. Uh, and since then I've just completely fallen in love with it and caught up with the season three. Um, I, I love the show. I think it's hilarious. It is a really funny show. I, on the other hand, have only seen like one or two episodes cause my roommate Nick is like absolutely infatuated. Sure. Uh, I hear Wubba Dubba Lub Dub. Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. There we go. Wubba. Wubba. Wubba Lubba Dub Lubba, Dub. Wubba Dub Dub. Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. And some other damn thing. Back to back back. That's what he says? Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the alien creature things. Oh. Says something like that. Probably. It's from the show. That but doesn't ring any bells for Always me. doing that. And it's just like, God dang it. <laughs> My other roommate, he, uh... Uh, ben, he uh, started shooting him with rubber bands every time he did the back and back back thing, because <laughs> it just got so annoying. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny because that doesn't ring any bells for me. Yeah, that so, noise. So it's in the it's I, in the series somewhere. Maybe I was asleep for that. Anytime was... he says something like it's one of two things: it's either Rick or three things, Rick and Morty related, uh-huh. Warehouse Thirteen related, okay, or Magic the Gathering card game related. Um, and at least actually like pretty much all three, I'm like, kind of like, man, I don't know what you're saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just recently because of this podcast, um, sat down and watched the almost all of the first season. I'm not all the way through yet. I still have like two episodes left and, uh, it's, it's damn good. good like show. it's really well it's a written. Very good show. Um, and I I knew I would eventually watch it. Sure. It just took me, you know, three and a half seasons. You before, just had to get there before I got there. Sure. Um, so uh, I think it's pretty damn funny, but I still don't know nearly a lot about it as much as I other people that are like Rick and Morty fans sure. would know. And I mean, I I honestly don't know a whole lot about it either. Like. The, all the theories and the people who have yeah. just like dedicated their lives to Rick and Morty. I consider myself just a fan of the show. Yeah. I like to watch it. Um, so what, what's been your, what's been your favorite most or more, most memorable moment so far moment, not episode moments. So I binged most of them all this week. So they're kind of like all like smushed together in my head. That's fair. That's why I didn't ask for an episode. Um, my favorite moment might have been when uh, when uh, Rick gets Morty, his grandson, uh, gets uh, Morty. <laughs> yeah, that's unknown information. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Morty is the grandson of Rick Sanchez. That's the one guy watching who's been a fan this whole time. It's like, like, oh my God, my world. He hates Rick and Morty now. We're sorry. We ruined Rick and Morty for you. Uh, he gets Morty, the sex doll from the pawn shop. Oh my god, that one's amazing! And Morty um, impregnates it. Yeah, and that, I thought just like him raising the kid, like the the monster kid, whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> when he's showing him the show, he's like the murder 
kill something yeah, like that yeah. it was hilarious he's just trying to kill people yeah and uh the first time he says it jerry's sitting there I'm like oh really nicely done morty yeah you're really raising a good kid <laughs> that's a good episode that's a good episode i think one of my favorites um have you seen get swifty no not yet no get swifty is phenomenal i've seen the song you've seen the song that's all you need to see about that episode. Yeah. that one's great um but my favorite one, my favorite episode ever so far has been Pickle Rick. That's one I keep on hearing. Is Have you Pickle seen Rick that one? one? No. Okay. No. Pickle Rick is so good. So funny. Um, apparently there's some theories about that episode that de- dives into like Rick's psyche and stuff. And I can't remember. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. Because you can't. Because I don't know the theory. Don't know a lot about it. Um, so... Uh, if you don't erase that, um, nerds out there, I'm an idiot. If I don't erase that, uh, I hold the power here. You hold the power. <laughs> uh, so just ignore the last like two minute little thing. There. <laughs> little rant. Little rant. The majority of this podcast is mostly going to be a rant, a jumbled mess. It is very true. Um, and if you can make sense of it, welcome to our world. Yeah, if you make remote sense of this episode, congratulations. If you've made it this if you've made it this far, you you get you get an award. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you what you get. Uh a sex robot. A sex robot. A pawn shop sex and, robot. And get this, it's already impregnated. So you don't even oh, have to wow. worry about uh, Yeah. That's that's mildly disgusting. <laughs> Was it impregnated by you? This is part of the mystery of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Crow. Does it matter? No, no, I guess not really. <laughs> uh Luke's got a monster bastard child. Um many. Many. <laughs> we're we're off the rails here. I know. God. <laughs> it's it's like an episode of Rick and Morty. It's just all over the fucking place. Uh so what I'll ask you a few questions because you definitely have like gotten a lot deeper in the Rick and Morty world than I have. Sure. Um, so, what what is it that drew you to Rick and Morty? Like, what is it about the show that like really like kind of like holy crap? I think the first thing that really drew me to it was Rick. Okay. Um. So I, I've been a I've been a I've been a fan of Justin Roiland for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I know his work. I know him. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a funny guy. Um, but I, I, I didn't like follow any of his television shows that he's done. He's done a few television shows and, and a lot of his, a lot of the voices that he does are the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's not like a Seth MacFarlane character where he kind of does like a lot of voices. Yes. He's kind of got like three or four that he sticks to phenomenal, really funny guy. You know what I mean, um, and and I I don't want to I don't want to bash him when I say that, but but he's got a he's just got a, a smaller repertoire of voices that he does, and so he's a little more he's a little easier to recognize. Yeah, um, you'll start to you'll start to see things that he's been in, and and you'll be like, oh oh my god, there he is uh, doing that. And so when I found out that he was you know one half of that show. I was kind of already like, okay, well, I'm going to check this out, if nothing else, just to see Justin Roiland doing what Justin Roiland does best. Yeah. Be just a funny guy. Um, but I think 
I think what really, really got me hooked on the show was Rick. Morty I love because he's mm. us. You know yes. what I mean? But there's just something about Rick that I think we all love so much. But there, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it 100%. But Rick, I think, was the first thing for me that was like, okay, this show's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, – Rick is that crazy eccentric character who uh, is – only interested in himself so he's like uh self-serving completely yeah character yeah but he does it in a hilarious way yeah we let him get away with it like, yeah it's the craziest thing in the world um and like he knows he's better than everybody else yeah like he legitimately knows it and he doesn't give a crap what <clears throat> misadventures that sure, he puts his sure. family through yeah. and everything. So, um, and he does it in an entertaining way that we just can't stop watching. We got to watch the train wreck. Even, even the first episode really highlights how meaningless everyone else is to him. Yes. Because he makes, he makes Morty go through this whole thing and then sticks giant seeds up his butt. Uh-huh. And then he has to th- get rid of them. Um, because his parents are going to find out. And so they have to go back and do it again. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? And yep. so the whole, the whole adventure was just completely pointless. Yeah. But Rick's going to make him go back and, yeah. and do it again. And every time they're in danger, did you notice like he pushes Rick or Morty towards the danger? Yeah. yeah. He's like, run. <laughs> pushes pushes Morty. Holy crap, Morty. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Pushes, pushes Morty into Whatever is coming for him. Um, so back to uh, Justin Rowland and the voices. So I saw him there, um, saw a couple interviews with him. He, the series idea, or the character ideas came from a channel101.com yeah. thing, which was the real animated adventures of Doc and Marty, yep. which is straight rip off, obviously, of uh, Back to the Future. Yes. And if, if you can't glean that... Uh, that from watching a episode, especially like the first episode, the intro to it, um, you can't glean that it's based off of Back to the Future. Then you apparently have not seen Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually, um, I knew that he was on Channel One Hundred One, and uh-huh. I knew that he did, um, the Real Adventures of Doc and Marty, but um. I, I actually I haven't seen any of them. Really? So you've done a step you've done That's a step forward than funny. me. Yeah. Um the the majority of I know a lot of the history of Rick and Morty. Uh-huh. But I I, I haven't like I I I have a lot I, okay. As wide as an open as deep as deep as a puddle. Yeah, yeah. Is about my knowledge <laughs> of like pre Rick and Morty. Gotcha. I know all the things that like connected Justin Roland and Dan Harmon. Yeah. But like I don't know. Like, I, I don't know any of the scripts. I don't know anything that was said. I don't know what any of the art style looks like. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's... Gotcha. Um, but he's he he said in an interview that he created these two characters, and he loved them. So he just wanted to keep putting them in stuff. So, like, you see these characters pop up in voiceover cartoons that he's been a part of, and, like, you'll hear... Yeah, Rick, but he'll be in a different body. Be a different, or you'll yeah. hear Morty, yeah. and he'll be in yeah. some alien creature. Um, um, but they all, they both still have that play off each other, where Rick's the drunk, yeah. um, smarty, 
and Morty is the, you know, doting dummy. Us. So, yes. Um, so something you may not have known, Twitch, is that in an interview with Justin Roiland, uh, he talked about how when they pitched the show originally, um, Adult Swim said no because they didn't like Morty. Yes. Um, Morty was primarily just this whiny son of a bitch yep. that, that, um, that Adult Swim just didn't, didn't care for. Um, and so they, they, they rewrote a lot of the pilot episode, what is now the pilot episode, and made Morty a little more uh, still, still, still kind of a wuss, still yeah. kind of a scaredy cat. But he had he had he he had a point where it was just enough for him to kind of kick it in and, yep. and take control of the situation. Yeah, it was uh, Mike Lazo who is the uh, uh, president um, over at Adult Swim. Um, I believe he's the president, CEO, something like that. Um, he's the guy, and he executive produces on uh, the Rick and Morty uh, show. Um, and he was saying that. The feedback that he gave Dan Harmon and Justin Rollins like was kind of taking um, differently than what he intended because they thought he they meant that they had it hated Justin Rowland doing the voice of that's Morty. right and they wound up like casting a bunch yeah, of people that's they, right and Mike Lazlo said nope to all of them yeah and he said like the reason why is because. Morty's just this whiny little bitch and he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And that will be funny for like five minutes, but where's the rest of the depth in the character? And then Justin Rowland went back to the drawing board with it. And that's why we have this Morty who still the doting idiots. Yes. But, uh, he's not completely helpless. Um, and we kind of see that in the intro where, you know, he's like, Rick, you can't, kill everybody like yeah i'm taking the wheel yeah taking the wheel yes yeah so um which is good and dan Harmon said that it was like one of those things where it was like so cutting and hard to hear but at the same time it actually saved the show sure um sure it forced them to go look at it in a different way so because i don't think that they would have a hit show if morty wasn't um if Morty was just a better there. version of himself if he was just there if he was just there yeah because and I think that you've you've correctly stated it is like we're the Morty characters we're yeah the, we're yeah. the that's our vehicle for being in the show um because we can't relate to Rick Sanchez like some people might be able to relate to the alcoholism say, uh yeah um, <laughs> I was gonna but, say if you can relate to Rick then you must be a drunk yeah but. <laughs> um but we can't relate to really many of the other characters in the show. Like you might be able to relate more to summer and stuff like that. Beth, maybe. Yeah. Um, but she's a little bit more. <sighs> I think, I think what you might be looking for and correct me if you're wrong, but I think if you relate to the other characters, it's kind of a more bad side. That yeah, you relate yeah, to. yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, I think everyone can relate to Jerry in a certain sense, but no one wants to. Correct. You know what I mean? Nobody I wants think, to relate to Jerry. I think everyone can relate to Beth in a certain sense, but no one really wants to. You know what yeah. I mean? But I think I think as far as when, when we put ourselves in the show's shoes, when we get a grasp of what's happening in the episode, it's because of Morty. Yep, correct. Morty's kind of uh, the spirit guide yep. of, of the show. So, um, so, and I think that that part, 
I, I leave that all to the genius of the writer's room. Yes. Um, I, I like we've talked about before, like I'm a amateur screenwriter attempting to be a screenwriter and uh, the story and the character building all comes from the writer's room. Um, and if you don't have a good writing team, you get these shit shows that pop up all the time. But this one is so excellently done and ex- excellently executed. Um, and a lot of that is left to the genius of Justin Rollins being able to like come up with these ridiculously mind bending characters that, you know, some of them on the surface just like seem ridiculous, but ultimately in the end, a lot of them like have something to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Dan Harmon, I'm a huge Dan Harmon fo- uh, fan. Um, the dude's my hero in a lot of ways. Um, Community is one of the greatest sitcoms um, yeah, yeah. that was ever created. Um, still haven't watched the seasons that were put on uh, Yahoo, but um, uh, he didn't have anything to do with those, though, right? He did. Oh, he did. He did. Um, but uh, the first season of Community in the season, I think it was three when he came back. Best seasons of Community by far, in my opinion. Um, and. Uh, Dan Harmon's got a really, uh, really hold and uh, keen eye for telling story through characters. Um, and he's also, a lot of the show, some of the stuff that they get into totally reflects like some of the philosophies um, and lifestyle choices of Dan Harmon. <laughs> uh, in some ways, he is Rick, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, cause he, he's, he's alcoholic. Um, he does his pot. He does a podcast as well. Oh, he does called Harmontown. Uh, hilarious podcasts. And it's all kind of, he does it live in front of an audience. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if he's still doing it and I, I stopped listening. I know he's about ago. to start a D and D thing. Um, oh, he's been doing that for like a long Patton time. Like Pat Oswald is on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called, uh, something Harmon quest. Harmon quest. Um, and that was an offshoot of. Uh, Harmontown. He does the podcast and he doesn't come up with any topic. It's just like free form him talking um, with other people. Um, and it's hilarious. It's depressing. Um, <laughs> it's, it makes you angry, get pissed off sometimes. Um, but it's, it's honest. And some of the stuff that he said in his podcast, like comes to light in the show. Um, and I don't know how much is like Justin Rowland cause he definitely created the show. Um, in my mind, like Justin Rowland, he's the one that came up with characters, kind of came up with the idea. Um, Dan Harmon, I think came in and was just kind of like the, and no disrespect to either Justin Rowland or Dan Harmon. But like, I think Dan Harmon came in there with the ability to like take the show to the next level. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. with his experience yes. and stuff. So that's my um, thoughts on it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, as a writer, Twitch, and I think you sell yourself short when you say that you're an amateur because I, I, I don't believe that. What, what what do you think? What do you think of the show's longevity? What do you think of like, and I know you haven't seen all the seasons yeah. yet, so you don't know. I think I think season three really did a good job. Uh, I think things really picked up in season two. Mm-hmm. But um, 
from what from what you've seen, do you think it has the potential to be a Simpsons, or do you think it needs to be something that has a start and end to it? Do you think it needs a definitive? Uh there's only so many adventures you yeah. can go on. But I mean, what we've seen so far has just been really amazing work. I think as long as there's new levels that they can explore with the characters, then it can go on for quite a long time. Thinking Simpsons level, though, that that I don't know if I can see. Um, Simpsons is different yeah, because they're not adhering to a strict canyon, canon, really. Um, uh, whereas Rick and Morty feels like it's sticking more to a stricter canon. Um, and where decisions that they make in episode, you know, three of season uh, one uh, have direct, can have a direct impact on what happens in season three, episode six. That's you know? fair. That's fair. Um, not to say that they're like strictly bound to those things um, because there is some like stuff in there, I'm sure, just because after what, three and a half seasons. So it's like probably like, close to 40 episodes that they have already so far for the show. Um, if not more that there's going to be some continuity errors with it, with the storytelling, but like the longer, the bigger picture side of it, it's still going to like the character arcs that they have, they're going to actually feel like they're being filled and stuff. And it, those character arcs, once they're complete is going to lead on to a new character arc within that show. Sure. So, Okay, um, so so speaking of canon and and sort of um, uh, a a linear story being told, um, let's talk a little bit about about theories. Okay. Here uh, and in specific uh, video that Twitch and I watched this week um, by the by the YouTuber Space Penguin. I definitely recommend yes. him. It was very entertaining. That was a very entertaining, very entertaining video. Uh, the video is called Rick and Morty Theory: Why Is Rick So Depressed? Um. And and it explores it explores the theory kind of in a we'll dive deep into it but in in to summarize what happened um, basically it just explores this theory that Rick is aware that he is in a television show correct um, and he keeps doing these things and he's so careless is because he has uh, the protection of being a main character and then he knows that he'll be okay because he's on TV. Uh, and so he does these reckless things. Um, I don't think I don't think Space Penguin in the video explores why he doesn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think that self awareness uh, is kind of an interesting, interesting. Yeah, thing. it's it's kind of cool. Well, part of it, and like I totally can understand why this would be a be a good theory on why Rick is the way he is um, uh, for a couple things. So like first, it kind of it's the idea relates similar to like simulation theory, um, which is essentially like that's uh, in simulation theory, this is not 100% going to be on point and accurate with simulation theory. So please forgive me <laughs> people that actually know this a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, but in simulation theory is essentially the idea that if a full functioning simulation we as, we as humans can create a full functioning simulation to where it can play out all the scenarios 
um, where we program beans to be able to do certain things and we can fully view it and stuff like that. What is that to, if we were to actually create that, what does that mean about us? If we're able to create that, does that mean that we could potentially be in a simulation? And if we're in a simulation, can the person that created our simulated universe and stuff like that also be in a simulation? Also be in a simulation. So in the show, um, I can't remember which episode it was um, that they explore this idea is uh, where um, Rick is uh, having issues with his battery or engine in his uh, spaceship. Yes. And we find out that Rick created his this universe, um, this world inside of the battery. And the purpose of the beans there was to give him energy. Yes, which is kind um, of a dick move. Is a total dick move. But um, hey, that's all right. So when he goes into that universe, he realizes that that universe has also created their own universe. Yes. And it goes down. It goes from the microverse to the tiny, or all the way down to a place called the tinyverse. Yes. Um, and then once he leaves there and he goes back to the microverse, he tells, uh, or the leader of that universe realizes that their only purpose in life is to create energy for Rick. Um, and that the only way that they're not going to get destroyed is if they start creating energy for Rick. So with that knowledge, the leader knows that life ultimately is meaningless and that in order to survive, you have to do this task. Mundane task. Mundane task over and over again. So he's depressed. And then if you look at it from the outside, similar to with the simulation theory, if you can go deeper inside, it must mean that it's potential that you can go deeper outside. Outside, that you can expand more. So um, Rick could potentially realize that there's another universe outside of his, and there's a God that created him and everything else that's in there. Um, and with that, that person has the control of destroying you. Yes. So Rick being fully aware, he's the same as the leader of the battery that he created. Um, so he has to go on doing these tasks in order to keep himself alive. And if it happens to be a television show, he has to do these wacky, crazy things yes, to, in order to not get canceled. To keep the viewers pleased so that, Correct. They, so that the show doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Which is genius if that's the case. And I would not put it past like Dan Harmon to have an idea like that. For Something like that that's so in-depth. Yes. It's it's so smart. It's it's really well done. And the thing that I like the most about theories, even the most bizarre ones, um, like like uh, Kylo Ren being secretly a good guy, you know, like you you think I'm gonna harp on that until we get to Star Wars month, and man, am I gonna! I'm so excited. Oh, um, I hate that theory. <laughs> totally hate that theory. To be continued. More on that in December. I think it's an interesting way to kind of relook at a show when you're watching it again. You start to see things differently. Yes. Whether or not th- whether or not something's actually there to be found. Yeah. It, it's not really that important, but I, I think it's really cool that like, you know, the next time I sit down and watch Rick and Morty and see Rick break the fourth wall or do something yeah. kind of suspicious, self-aware almost. You know, you kind of think to yourself, does he know? 
that I'm watching him right now. Which is totally would fit in with Dan Harmon because he totally does meta type stuff. Um, He did it a lot with Community. Um, uh, Two two fan favorite characters, Abed and um, Troy. Um, Abed and Troy. Um, At the end of almost every single Community episode, they do a morning show type thing. And it's like, total like meta like they know that they're within a show sure um so it's it's just really funny uh that you know dan Armand would continue that with rick and morty that's cool. and not surprising that he would continue that with sure rick and morty. yeah um but on the theory side of things i thought this was cool uh he did a him and justin roland and uh chris parnell did an interview on nerdist um <clears throat> and they brought up the idea that uh, the interviewer asked if they didn't need to give specifics about it, but there was a rumor going around that Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland told the writers team that there's the secrets um, about the show. And uh, Dan Harmon said, actually, no, there's no secret. Um, we didn't tell anybody like that. Um, they when they came to the writers room they thought they said should we kind of keep something a secret um that we don't tell the viewers until like the end of the series whatever like that there's a big thing um and they said that they decided against it because they didn't want to be held captive by that secret i guess you could say sure um and that's the fan theories that are out there, they're, they could all be true. They don't even know what's true. Yeah. Um, they go at it episode by episode. Episode by episode, yeah. Um, and then it's not considered canon until it's written on page. Interesting. So whatever you think about, like, Pickle Rick, and I don't even know what the theory is behind Rickle Pick. Rickle, R- pick. Rickle Pick. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Rickle Pick. Uh... uh that it could be true until it's actually revealed on paper when they actually do the episode. Sure. Um, so all your theories are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> until it, they're not. I was gonna say. So it 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 almost does you no good to spend time crafting because it's it, you know. But at the same time, I think it furthers the universe a little bit. So. Yeah, it's enjoyable to do that. Um, yeah. And they understand that that they're nerds as well. Like. They're big geeks, so like I'm, I know for, I'm pretty certain that every one of them, like when they watch a show that they're completely infatuated with, or there's a cult following behind, like they have their own theories. They get about behind it, as it. Well. yeah, yeah. Um, but they kind of just made it to a point where they weren't going to be bound by some secret where they got to make sure that they're writing in a certain way that gives room for this right, big secret. Exactly. Now, like every time they do um, go into a writing season, they obviously try to do a story arc for the season sure. where they have to hit these main points, but everything else is kind of left up to interpretation. Right. Until it's actually right. That episode is being done written. The theories about whether Rick actually cares for his family or not, like, that's up in the air until like we finally know in the end and the writers don't even know sure. specifically. Yeah. 
Um, that's funny. There, there's a theory floating around right now too that that Beth uh, has replaced herself with a with a droid. Yes, an I android, heard that. Yeah, um, and is off on some other uh, um, dimension doing Beth things. Yeah, by herself yep. traveling the world or whatever. I think I saw the episode where that theory is kind of come into play. Yeah, where Rick gives her opportunity to like leave her life and uh-huh. go off and do something. And yes. She goes away, and then she comes back. I've decided to stick around. But has she? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I guess to be continued on that yeah. one. Um, so the, it's really cool for the show to have opportunities like that. Yeah. Um, me as a writer, I like that idea. You have, you have an idea of where you want the show to go, but for me... When I'm writing, and I've had this happen to me multiple times, I'll be writing a story, and the characters I know need to be at a certain place at a certain time within the story for the story to be finished. Sure. Um, But sometimes those characters don't want to do what I want them to do. Um, I know it sounds like a crazy person thing, but those characters in my mind are fully alive. Yeah. They are they're they're their own people. They make their own decisions. I'm the one that's just capturing what they're doing. Right. And when it's relevant. When it's relevant. Yeah. Um and when I want them to do something and they won't do it, I'll spend times like in circles rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. Sure. Um until I finally give in and be like, All right, the character's gonna do what it wants to do. And I'm just going to write it that way. Yeah. Um, and then see where it leads. And that gives an immense amount of freedom. That's sure. why I think their decision on that is great. Because great. it gives them freedom to explore hundreds of different possibilities. Totally. Totally. They, they, the sky is the limit with that show, especially because they really have us in the palm of their hand right now. Yeah. Because whatever they give us, we love. Yeah. You know, we, we eat it up. So, um, so yeah, episodes one and two. Um, we're good. I, we covered episode t- uh, one pretty much yeah. pretty well. Uh, episode two, I love. Um, I love the the two kind of story arcs that yes. happen with the dog is kind of one of my favorites. One thing I do want to point out with that show, it does do within the limited amount of time it do- has, especially for a cartoon. Um, it does a real good job of having a main plot and then a B plot. Yes. Especially in that episode, in episode two, um, the plot with Rick and Morty and then the plot with Snowball and And they sync up too in the end, which is cool. Yeah. They they do it well. Uh, Rick saves the day, obviously. Yes. Um, As always. And what I like about it, great story writing is that the, the B plot ends up saving the day. Yes. What he does, what Rick and Morty do ends up, being the savior for total domination from the dogs. Yep. Um, so that's pretty good writing. Uh, my, my favorite, opinion. my favorite thing in that episode is uh, when uh, they uh, go into Scary Terry's yeah uh, world. They come to see his family, <laughs> or they they're lurking outside and they're yes. watching him with uh, Scary Terry with his family, and he's like. Leave me alone, bitch, or something and like freaks that. Out and she goes, out there, <coughs> not, not in, in here. here. That line was so funny with the way she yes, said it. Yes, yes. <laughs> the episode is great. The episode is great. Um, 
I, I loved I loved when they go and and back him up in class. Yeah, yeah. Like, just let him say whatever he wants, man. And then he's like, "Oh, bitch. yo, dog, we got you covered. <laughs> These pants are on us. These pants are on us, yo." <laughs> oh, it's good. And then he wakes up. Oh, it's you guys. Oh, it's you guys. <laughs> it show the show's so funny. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, and some of the references that they have in there, like, oh, this is a 100% or safe knockoff of an 80s, <laughs> yeah. 80s monster it's with copyright knives. safe. <laughs> it's copyright safe. It has knives and or swords for her fingers instead of knives. I'm Scary Terry, bitch. <laughs> uh, genius stuff like that. Yes, very Making well. Making fun of the culture. Yeah, um, very well written, too. Uh, no topic is off off limits to them no um they really do a great job here's a question for you that i wanted to ask you okay do you think rick cares for his family do i think like he secretly does and just yeah. doesn't want to admit it no you don't think so no I, I really don't because i i think i think rick and morty is too much not like a television show okay. to follow the common tropes yeah and i think that they've already broken a lot of the tropes to be uh, a stereotypical comedy television uh-huh. series where it teaches values and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I think if Rick and Morty teaches anything, I think it's just kind of it's all meaningless. Value every minute because yeah. it's all meaningless. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no, true. Um, and and so I, I I genuinely don't think he does. Okay, I think he does. You do? I do. There's a lot of episodes that point to him caring. Yes. My big, my big, uh, my big evidence for him caring for Morty, um, I think he cares for, he could care less about Jerry. Like that's, that's kind of a given. Um, I think we can all care less about uh, Jerry. (laughs) But uh, with Morty, um, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's the episode where Morty gets to decide what adventure they get to do in the first season. So they go to that giant's land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Morty is assaulted in the bathroom by the jelly bean. That when I, when that happened, oh, I was yeah. just like, "We, what? I we're forgot. going there? I forgot he gets we're, assaulted by a jelly bean. We're going there. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're going there. I'm just gonna have to sit through it. This so, is happening. So Morty beats the crap out of the jelly bean king, like which you know. Definitely deserved it. Yeah. Uh, so they get everything done. They go back. They give, uh, you know, two things about that. Um, Rick sees how depressed Morty is or like how shooken up Morty is about the whole thing. And um, instead of just like, you know, saying like, told you this was the bad idea. And then just going home. He's like, he's like, you know what? No, 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 no. We'll finish this adventure. We'll, we'll, we'll finish what we set out. You said you were going to do this. I'm going to make sure that you do this. So that's one point. Okay. Uh, make, mm, okay. Don't make your other point yet, but okay. remember your other point. Um, I come back at that as, uh, theory crafting. Okay. Okay. If we follow the theory that he, that Rick's aware that he's on television. Yeah. That's what he would do to keep himself on air. Yes. Okay, I, I'll concede that. One. I'll concede that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, and then once they get back to the town, 
and they uh, give the give the coins to the the townspeople. Then they bring out the uh, king of of the town, which is the Jelly Bean King, and you know Rick and Morty leave, and then when Morty goes through, before Rick fully leaves, he pops out with from the portal and shoots and kills the Jelly Bean King, and then they're off. He didn't need to do that. No. Like, he didn't need to kill him. No, that's fair. But he did it because, like, that fucker fucked with my grandson. Yeah. So that's that's my big I think that's fun. To, I think that's a fun thing to, to believe, <laughs> you know. I, <laughs> Getting all Kylo Ren on me over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Once again, December, when that rolls around... I'm going to have a field day. Kylo Ren through I'm going to have a field day in Um, December. But yeah, that's my big point to like show that like Morty actually, or Rick does actually care about Morty because he didn't need to do that. Like Morty didn't see it. No, it's fair. It was only for, it was like, it was for Rick saying like, you're not going to get away with that. Not, not if I have the power to stop it. Or was it Rick just being an asshole? Yes and no. I think like Rick is an asshole, like, but the Jelly Bean King's way bigger asshole. That's fair. So that's fair. Okay, agree to disagree. But I, I, I do love after that whole thing in the post credits. I believe it was the post credits, like just a total commentary on like government and stuff like that. When you know, uh, shit like that pops up about people, um, where townsfolk they're at the statue and he brings them the box of what we could only assume are like photos of the jelly bean king and kids yeah and they're just like burn it yeah. nobody can know <laughs> can't tarnish can't tarnish the our memory king, the yeah. memory of our king the memory of the king keep it as it is so i thought that was a little funny commentary on like society as a whole that's good that's good um all right where are we at now uh, I think for time's sake, <laughs> the dreaded questions. Ooh. So, um, yeah, welcome to the first questionnaire in our series. Of the Know Something quiz. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, want to do over? Mulligan. Calling a mulligan. Welcome to the Know Something Quiz portion of the podcast, where us know-nothings find out if we actually learned something. Ooh, yes. Um, today is going to look a little different than the last couple of weeks have been. We're kind of changing We're kind of changing subject matter, I suppose, is what you could say, and, and the style that we're doing. So in, in, in the past, we've, we've been taking notes. We've been doing... We've been taking notes in the past. Yeah. Uh, and, and using those to reference when we are doing the questionnaire. But for today, we've taken no notes. We've written nothing down. Uh, mm. And so we're just going to kind of go into this blind, and it's going to be a disaster. Yes. But we will get there. We will get there eventually. Um, so this is the first week in our series, So Scared I Could See My Breath. a long one it is (laughs) got got it kind of a mix from a couple of different things but most notably uh emery's song uh so cold i could see my breath off the album the question of course (laughs) (laughs) my favorite 
anyways. Um, we want you guys at home to be as involved as you would like to be and as you can be. And so we want you guys to be our fact checkers. So throughout the whole podcast, we've been discussing Rick and Morty things, and we've been just discussing stuff that that we really don't know a whole lot about Correct. to begin with. Yes. Anyway, uh, and so if we've messed anything up at all, please tweet us, please Facebook us, please email us. You can email us at knownothingnerds at gmail dot com. You can find our Facebook at knownothingnerds. Search the Facebook thingy uh, or facebook dot com forward slash knownothingnerds. Uh, you can also tweet us at KN Nerds and uh, say like, "Hey, Twitch, you done screwed up." Now, this week, Twitch, ladies and gentlemen, has been fact checked. Uh oh, uh oh, uh, Mr. Ace, shout out to you for calling Twitch out on his lack of Pokemon knowledge. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I know a few Pokemon, but not. All Apparently not all of not them. Not all 110 which is, which of them. Is Wait, a shame. there used to be 110. Now there's like 1,343 different Pokemon. Fact check them on that. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's a lot now. There's there a is, lot now. There is no, so true. more than there used to be. And so if we if we get fact checked, we get docked two points. Correct. And today Twitch has been docked two points. Because I said... Pidgey instead of Pidgeot or something like that. He gets fact checked In, again uh, for his episode fact check. One. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So he um, can't do it. No. 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 Double. So, double fact checking. So Twitch is minus two right now, which is a pretty generous lead for me already. Yeah. Right. And I'm still gonna find a way to lose it. I promise. I'll lose it today. <laughs> Twitch will end ahead of me today. So uh, yeah. Who's Who's first up? Ah, uh, you. Oh man, me. All right. Let's see. Which question do I want to ask? Oh, um, you have questions? Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, I was oh. under the impression that we were going to take a moment to think about that. Oh, okay. You, oh, you, you can ask your question. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so my first question to you is, in the first episode, what is the reason why Beth still allows Morty to hang out with Rick? Um, you mean like, so there's, there's once early on in the episode when they're having breakfast, so, when uh, he kind of just avoids it by saying what a great breakfast and how mom would have loved it. No, or I'm talking about when, the latter uh, half when, when they're in the garage, when they're, um, well, let me answer. Is okay. it because, is it because, uh, he has his Morty has his moment of genius after having the seed stuck up his butt? No, no, no. Why, why, okay, let me ask you this way. Why is Rick, or sorry, why is Beth okay with Rick uh, and Morty hanging out before the actual, like, confrontation in the garage with the seats? Okay, isn't it because she says, she's in, a, she's in her office at work, and she says something like, um, Morty finally has a friend? Yep, you're correct. Yeah, and it, yep. it was super sweet. Yep. That's good. Okay, nice. It's three points to you, sir. All right, so in the first episode, they are running through uh, customs, our equivalent of customs. Uh-huh. Um, and they, Morty's got the seeds up his butt. And Morty gets pulled aside. Why? Oh, because of uh, he's, he's a random check. Nice. And uh, they have a new machine 
to check for stuff way <laughs> up your butts. You, you got to put them way up your butt, Morty. 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 Way up your butt. Morty, I need you to take these seeds. And I, need to, I need you to shove them way up your butt, Morty. Morty, they got to go way, way in there, Morty. And? Oh, Rick, I don't think this is such a good idea. <laughs> oh, Morty. Morty. You got to shove them way up your butt, Morty. All right, so now I'm sitting at a cool one. <laughs> cool one. Congratulations, sir. Um, uh, what is the shared interest of Golden Fold and Rick? The shared interest? Yes. Of Golden Fold and Rick. It's unspoken, no. clearly. No, it's not unspoken. It's not unspoken? What? Oh, the what? TV show. Shit. The drama. Yeah. That Mrs. Pancakes is in. You are correct, sir. <laughs> okay, nice. When uh, just a sidetrack on that, it was so funny when uh, I loved it when he shuts off the TV and he's like, "Oh, no spoilers, no spoilers." I'm, I'm a like, season behind. I'm a season behind. I was like, "Really, Rick?" My my, <laughs> my favorite is when um, <laughs> she, he's going to incept into her. And she goes, you don't know me. <laughs> Whack. It's over the head. And then later on, the little girl jumping rope. Yeah. He, a little girl knocks her out. Knocks her head off. To, to be fair, she was quite creepy. She was creepy. Uh, Much like the twins. Yes. Um, so, yeah, now it's your, your turn. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. I feel bad about asking this because it's, like, made me hurt inside okay <laughs> but um when the handsome blonde man is standing in the doorway of of beth's office yes and jerry slams the door what does he say to to beth i will come into your hotel room and blow my brains out over your, both your naked bodies yep <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, the way he said it, I'm bummed so out that you're laughing good. about this. I'm, I'm bummed out that you're laughing about that. He's just like, if you if, if you, you have ever an affair with him, ever affair on with him, I'll come I'm, to the hotel room and blow my brains out all over your naked bodies. He says it so coldly and cool. It was awesome. Oh man! Oh, Chris Parnell. Good that stuff. man is good at delivering lines. Good stuff. Uh, okay, welcome to the fours. Uh, yes, I am four now. I know how to math. Okay, so for my last question. Yes. What is the first rule of thermodynamics? No, fuck you. <laughs> kidding. Okay. Kidding. Okay. Kidding. Okay. Totally kidding. Uh, so I was like, I can tell you the general idea. But <laughs> I, I don't even know the general idea. I, I watched I the episode the where, thing. where uh, Morty actually spouted it off correctly. What's the square root of pi? Um, no, uh, in the second episode, what is Jerry's bright idea for stopping the dogs from invading or taking over humanity? <laughs> when he goes and pees all, all over the weapons. Yes. These are mine now. <laughs> and the dog walks up. And just puts his face in. Bad Jerry. Bad Jerry. Bad. Oh my god. Yes, you are correct. Okay. 
You're at a high nine right high now. High nine. Oof. I'm getting nervous. That entrance to that horror uh, haunted house is uh, getting mighty close. It's getting mighty close. It's only a month away. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see if I can stump you here and pull ahead. You are ahead. Well, you know what I mean. Pull like ahead. I need all the buffer I can get. I really do. Um, you can tell me if this is a bullshit one. Okay. Okay. Um, because it doesn't really pertain to the story. All right. But it's not like what was the key code. Gotcha. What's Scary Terry's son's name? Oh shit. Uh, again, if that's if that's if that's foul play. Scary Brandon. Nicely done. Really? Yes. Holy cow, man. I literally pulled that out of nowhere. Like, Damn. It is the first name that popped in my head. Nicely done. Yeah. Wow. Man. That's awesome. Really? That's his name. Scary, Scary Brandon. Brandon. Damn. Nicely done. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Twitch at 7. Twitch at 7? Yeah, yeah. Twitch I was at like, 7. I was like, wait, no? Yeah. Yes. Dang, two behind. Two behind. Two behind. Two behind. That's Not easy. bad. That's easy. Not bad. I'm still closer to that that entrance than you are. But only by two points. But only by two points. That's less than a question. Um next week's gonna really tell who is how the well we do. who is the reigning champion. Yeah. Yes, and there might be a little change to how we deliver the questions and whatnot. But do join us next week when we discuss the most manliest thing on the whole entire planet. Uh, beards? My Little Pony. Oh, yes. Totally. No. Join us next week when we discuss a topic that Twitch and I really don't know anything about nope, at all. No idea. Not even, like, the sport that it pertains to. No. The wonderful world that is fantasy football. Uh, and that's all I can tell you about it. Yeah. Right now. They play, uh, play football with, uh, sticks, right? Yes. Um, and you, you have to get, uh, a hoop. A hoop. Yeah, that's what they call a home run. A home run. A home getaway. A home getaway. (laughs) Who's at bat? Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady. (laughs) I do know him. Yep. He's all I know, too. Uh, So, yeah, that's next week, guys. Thank you for uh, listening in on our rants. Um, And uh, if you haven't watched Rick and Morty, I highly suggest it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yes, we'll catch you guys later. Have a good week.